Thanks for joining the Luke Ramey Show today. And now I want to tell you, we have now released over 50 episodes through the course of these two seasons. And that's exciting. Well, it's exciting to me, at least. I don't know if you've enjoyed it or not, but you're still here. So I assume you have, or this is your first day. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to the past episodes, head on back to season one and check those out. Now, season one was its own animal. Uh, I was responding to opinions that people shared with me, and it was a fun time. Some humorous, some serious, uh, some a little bit of both. So now season two, we have been talking about character. We started out listing some character traits I viewed as important and what I want to infuse in the lives of my children. Then we spent some time looking at gratitude specifically and how it can impact our lives. We talked to a mental health professional about what gratitude does to the mind. And we talked about, you know, what we can be grateful for and how we can be grateful to other people. Um, We talked all about that. And we have five more episodes left this season. And we're going to spend those talking about who we are, our own personal character, but also what we deserve, our roles, expectations, and our value in this world. That's what we're going to be looking at. And so today specifically, I want to talk about selfishness. Now we talked about selflessness as a positive trait, and now we're going to talk about it as the negative, the selfishness. I want to start by identifying what selfishness looks like. Let me do this with some stereotypes. Okay. So first we've got the shotgun. This is a person who has to win at everything. You walk out the door with friends and they immediately yell shotgun or they dibs things constantly. This is the person that needs to have the best and win. This kind of selfishness can hurt relationships, but generally hurts the shotgun person the most. People learn to deal with them and set up boundaries and keep them far from them and keep from having a deep relationship with them. And so it tends to hurt the shotgun person the most. But we all have people like that in our lives, right? The guy who has to always win, is super competitive. That's kind of that that selfishness kind of showing through. And we call I call that the shotgun. The second person, the second stereotype is the hoarder. Now this person needs everything. They are super worried about missing out and people having things they don't. This is where envy really reveals itself. This is when we see envy really boil up in somebody is this kind of stereotype of selfishness. They buy things that they don't really want because maybe someday they will want it. This selfishness is probably the least damaging to people around it, but it is super damaging to the hoarder, all right? They suffer from low self-esteem and always wonder if people like them or are proud of them. That's the hoarder. That's that stereotype. And we all know those people too, where they don't necessarily want it, but since somebody else wants it, they want it. And so they get it too. Now they're not like the, the shotgun. They're not trying to keep other people from having things. They're not trying to beat other people. They're just trying to stay with other people. They're letting other people tell them what's valuable. And then if somebody else thinks it's valuable, they think it's valuable. And so they grab it up, right? They, they hoard stuff. They don't want to let it go because someday they might want it or they might think it's great. Third, the inconsiderate. This is probably the most common selfish person. Everybody knows these people. You have them in your life. Let's say you've been laid off from your job and you've had a rough week with that. And so you reach out to a friend for care and comfort at the end of that week. And they respond to you upset because you didn't accept their lunch request earlier in the week when you were dealing with all this junk that you just shared with them but they will not let that go. 
because they don't see you. They don't see you in that interaction. The lack of empathy and regard for troubles others face tend to be pretty obvious. A lot of times they aren't trying to not care. It just doesn't occur to them to care. This selfishness is a natural reaction to self-reflect, but to a dangerous level. The inconsiderate normally regrets their responses to people, but sometimes the damage is not repairable. The inconsiderate is not setting out to ruin someone's life or hurt someone or not be a good friend. The inconsiderate just does not pay attention to other people's lives. They have no empathy, all right? And a lot of times in retrospect, when they look back at it with that 2020 vision, they feel bad about how they reacted to someone and they wish they would have done better. But this is the thing. The shotgun and the hoarder really hurts the people that are that way, but most people figure out ways to put up boundaries and just ignore those people from their lives, and so it doesn't end up hurting other people much. But when we get to the inconsiderate is when we start to see damage, not only in the person who is inconsiderate, but also those people he's being inconsiderate to. This is a real dangerous one. A lot of times, the damage that can happen in these relationships are not repairable. Fourth, the fourth one, the final one I want to share with you. So we had the shotgun, the hoarder, the inconsiderate, and now the self-obsessed. This is the inconsiderate, but they know it. Everyone has this friend. If you don't, you are probably this friend. They can't stand the attention not being on them. And in some circumstances, they are actually jealous of negative circumstances because of the attention someone else is receiving. This is a selfishness that negatively impacts everyone around. So people try not to be around. That's the self-obsessed. And we all know that person, or you are that person, okay? But they're inconsiderate, but they know it. They know that they are only focusing on themselves. They know that. They don't, in retrospect, feel any kind of um, compassion or regret or anything for how they've acted. They acted exactly the way they wanted to act. Now, most selfishness in a person can fit into those four categories or some sort of overlap or jump between, depending on the situations. If we are being honest, we all have a tendency for one of those. Personally, I'm the inconsiderate. More times than I'd like to admit, I'm regularly apologizing for my lack of empathy. This area is a constant battle for me. I credit being a parent with any success I've had with fighting back against selfishness. There is something about being forced into a place where you are in charge of taking care of another person you love that allows you to better keep this in check in your life. It still doesn't solve it, though. I saw early on in fatherhood that a position of being considerate of my son led to being inconsiderate of my wife. I hadn't beat selfishness. I just repositioned it. I was still focused on only what was most important to me. That just happened to be my son's happiness, not my own. I saw this shift again when my daughter came into the picture. My son has literally said to me, Dad, you always choose what Bristol wants, and I'm fine with doing what she wants, but when do we ever get to do what I want? Like before, I repositioned my selfishness to what I wanted. Andrew is super compliant, and Bristol likes things her way. To make my life easier, I created a habit out of preferring Bristol's desires because it was easier not thinking about Andrew. I'm going to wrap up my thoughts here on this for today, but my battle against my being selfish and inconsiderate wages on. 
I have found one way to help knock it down and keep it controlled, though. That is through understanding that selfishness is a relationship killer. If I want to have any relationships in my life, if I want to keep from being a hermit, living in a camper van, deep in the woods when my kids move out, I have to find a way to rid myself of myself. I have to acknowledge that there is something bigger and more important than myself. A great way to do that is to purposely choose times to be selfless. I choose to work with the third grade boys at my church on Sundays. That isn't because I like kids. I don't like kids. But I know that in that choice, the only way it works is to be selfless and invest in something greater than myself. This is why generosity with finances is important. Serving with nonprofits is important. Buying friends dinner is important. Cheering on your friends' sports teams you don't naturally care about is important. I leave you at this challenge. Think about some intentional times in the coming weeks that you can be selfless with your actions. Intentionally don't call shotgun. Choose to not have what a friend has. Actively care for someone else. Let someone else have the attention. Thanks for being part of the Luke Ramey show today. It was a good episode, and please do not hesitate to share this with a friend. You can just share it from wherever you are. Hit that little share button, text it to somebody, or drop it on your social media. That would be awesome. We're going to be talking more about selfishness this week and discuss things like entitlement, a deserving culture, the lies of fairness and equality. We're going to be heading out of the season two talking about some heavy but needed topics, and I want you to be here with us this week. So as always, this podcast is recorded and produced by Cookville Creative right here in Cookville, Tennessee.